Uh, well, hello and welcome to what is the 179th episode of the Adoption and Fostering Podcast from the ANF Network with me, Al Coates, and himself. Scott Casson René. Ha ha ha. How are you, Scott, in this new year? <laughs> what day is it? The 3rd of January. <laughs> you can't feel your legs. You know, it's, it's not always funny this time of year, right? Because you have, the first, you have New Year's Eve and then you have the 1st of January, right? I don't know you probably don't succumb to the intense pressure to have champagne and beer and wine and spirits and stuff like that. Where but, would that intense pressure come from? Who, know, who well, is feeling well, under intense I know your pressure family. to do that? I know your family. Um, and, yeah. That's a fair point. <laughs> I, 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 I get that. But then you get to the second and it's like, oh, it's over. It's it's like it finished at midnight on the 1st of January and that's it. So I always get a bit weary at this time. You get a bit confused about what day it is. Who you are. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm always a bit thingy about that anyway. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's the 3rd of January. It is, um, it's, it's my first day back at work today. So, Oh, I've got another five days yet. So, yeah. Oh, well, you, Mr. Bugs Alive, I was looking at your calendar. You, you were sharing very <laughs> kindly with me your holiday schedule for the forthcoming year. And then, um, wow, what a generous <laughs> holiday allowance you seem to get from your employer. Well, I don't get paid. That's a problem. So, you know. Oh, oh yes, yeah, how that works then. So you're yeah. going on a cruise. Where are you going? On, you're going, Scott is going on a cruise in January. So where are you going on cruise? Well, I can't actually tell you where I'm going, but I can just tell you that I'm going on a cruise in January and I'll be away for a week. And I'll tell you why I can't tell you once we finish recording. I have so many questions about that. <laughs> Do you know where you're going? Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not just getting on a random boat? No, 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 not, no, not hooking up with some sailor boat. and getting thrown in the cabin somewhere. <laughs> Chance would be a fine thing, but no, that's not happening. <laughs> oh well, that's that's an. I would imagine that's a nice thing to do in January. But I am. Um, I always quite I've got like to break up the winter. Now, got to break up that winter. Oh, Have you? Uh, yeah. Feels no, like a really it. wet one. This is like middle-aged men, isn't it? This is like yeah, talking about yeah. the weather and holidays and things, isn't it? But yeah. it's you know it's where we are. And we uh, put it, this episode. We haven't actually got any. We've got no agenda, Scott. So what do you... Know. It's so, quite, quite loose, isn't it? It feels like we quite loose anywhere with this. We could, we could end up just rambling on willy-nilly. But actually, um, it feels like there's a few things ticking over. Um, but how was your Christmas generally? Quiet. <laughs> Much quieter than yours, by the sounds of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was just the four of us. So we had a lovely, quiet time. We got up, we did our presents. Nobody was surprised. Nobody was overwhelmed. Nobody was, you know, hyper, what's it? Um, I hadn't bought anything for Tristan. Yeah, hyper, what's it? I hadn't bought anything for Tristan. Well, I bought him a box of roses, a tub of roses. But Uh, with all that happened pre-Christmas and the run-up to Christmas, a couple of weeks before Christmas, I just didn't get around to it. So I apologise. But normally, you see, normally we do this agreement, which is not really an agreement, but we say we won't buy anything for each other. And we uh, normally, which you don't I not, yeah. And I, normally, I buy stuff for him, and he buys stuff for me. But it's it's little bits. Well, anyway, he went out, and got me stuff, which I really wasn't expecting. So I felt a bit bad. But yeah, very quiet, very chilled, relaxed. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, well, mine was okay actually. It was it was busy, and um, but I thought I might take to the drink, which um. <laughs> um <laughs> 
I just thought for a novel change, see how Christmas would be with me. So I had a baby, uh, baby Guinness. Um, you did. You texted me and said you had a baby Guinness and that you were going to fly yeah. down. I don't think it was even nine o'clock in the morning and I was, <laughs> I'd hit the baby Guinness. I mean, I only had two, but you know, that for me, that's quite a significant amount. And um, yeah, I guess Christmas is, uh, I mean, there's, we're, there's lots of us, but um, I think I sort of, I, I look at the, the challenge that people experience across ch- Christmas, especially children oh. with complicated early starts, children with care experience and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I just think that we've always just dodged the bullet, really. But I think w- the thing we've done is we've always, I, I think after the first few years of me being really quite like, we all need to sit down and have a nice moment, mm. um, realising that the more I felt like that, the less likely the nice moment was possible. That actually the year, maybe it's maybe about 10 years ago, um, actually we had the girls' foster carer come uh, for Christmas. I remember, yeah, it was an really interesting day. And I remember just thinking, we just I need to give up on this, and we just need to just do what the heck we want. And yeah. and ever since then, it's been so much more chilled out. So I remember one yeah. year that one of my teenagers just stayed in the room all day, came down yeah. for the dinner, took it back to the room. They were happy. We were happy. No stress. Um, but that's funny but, because I I kind of agree with that kind of approach because we do that. We, we go with the floor. The only thing that we can't really change is the time that we eat. That's like a, a thing for everybody. So is that hardwired into the yeah, family I, I dynamic. It, yeah. Well, I don't know if it, well, yeah, it probably is, but I think that is also um Tris as well as the boys. So Tris has it planned in his head. Now, this year I did get up earlier so we could have our brunch earlier because normally we like I will get up really late and then we'll do presents and then I can't be bothered to do the brunch. So this year I made a special effort. I was up at 9 a.m. <laughs> special effort. Oh, that's pretty ropey. I, I was up before seven. Yeah, I know, but, but I'm not you. So that's, that's a life. See, see, listener, dear listener, this is where Alan and I are very different. He's up and walking by, I don't know, 5 a.m. or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm literally in the deepest part of my sleep. Pattern. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, so that made it, that changed it slightly. Um, and you could see there was a, a bit of, not tension about that, but there was a little bit of a, <gasps> you're changing our meal time, our, our, our Christmas dinner time. You've broken to, Christmas. To before the King's Speech rather than after the King's Speech, because normally it would be King, well. Do you watch the King's Speech? Do you literally, yeah. oh, which is oh, that a moment? Oh, oh, I mean, it's not really a moment for me, but it's for him through really? there. Really? Is it? Absolutely, yeah. His Does mom, he wear his Union Jack no. underpants the whole show? No. His mother is such a monarchist. Is that the word? Is that oh, the word? Monarchist? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Royalist. Um, royalist. That's the word. Monarchist. I don't know. Anarchist. I'm not sure what that is. Anarchist. Anarchist. I think yeah. is that word. <laughs> That's the one I'm thinking. Um, yeah, I'm not a royalist, but I I do appreciate them. So yeah, so we watch that. The boys watch it as well. So it's quite, kind of like a tradition, I guess, in some ways, which is quite weird. But that yeah, is quite um, weird. Yeah. I... But yeah, so we changed that. But apart from that, everything else just went the same. You know, the boys, like you just said there. They, they opened their presents, stayed downstairs for a little while, they watched a bit of TV, then they disappeared upstairs to do their own thing, probably to speak to their friends on the phone or on PlayStation or whatever, came down for the dinner, stayed down for a little while, and then popped off again. I mean, what are you going to do? We're not, you know, we're not going to yeah. try and convince them to do something that they're not into. So why, you know, why yeah. bother? You know, I did I think- a, I was asked to do some training before Christmas about, um, you know, supporting families through support, families supporting families supporting children through this, the um, the festive season, and I think it's just expectation is kind of the mother of all cock up. Yeah, um, I think it's that that, re- uh, and I don't want people to lower their expectations, but 
no. actually focusing on what matters, what really matters. Mm. I think we had a tricky Christmas because my mum's not been very well, which is mm. kind of a bit of a, um, and I'm conscious, and maybe this is something that I have noticed increasingly is my mum's had had a quite a poorly year, um, which came out of the blue because she's always been fit as a butcher's dog. Um, mm. But it feels like for my children, and I don't know whether this is a common theme, but that things around health and loss and, yeah. you know, mortality just uh, open raw wounds for my children in a way that are not, I mean, everyone is upset. Children get upset, but yeah. for them, it feels like it's a, it's an easy target. Mm-hmm. So that, that's been a quite a tricky. And I think that I hadn't really managed that because in the middle of all that, you've got your own stuff. you about like, your, well, this is your own man, but I yeah. think it, man, I, it probably manifests more when you have family gatherings and all that sort of stuff and people are together and especially if you've got the person there who's not been well or something, you know, I remember back like when my brain thing happened and how the boys dealt with that, they, they were quite quiet about it, but they were dealing with it in their own way until such times as they kind of, you know, exploded yeah. a little bit, let's be honest. Um, and like you, I, you know, my mum early then to just before Christmas, which is my Christmas. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, he's, um, he's and it's, it, it's opened up some stuff, um, but probably as well, it's how I think we deal with it as parents. So if we're not dealing with it very well, I mean, I, I, I had to deal with it the way I just dealt with it. You know, I kind of, I think um, it's quite triggering for me in terms of, um, I don't know about you, but when I lost my dad, that was quite a heavy thing to carry mm. um, back then because, you know, my brother, had also passed away. My mum and my dad weren't together. So it was kind of me carrying that and support my aunts and uncles who'd lost their brother and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I think for me, I've kind of just boxed my mum's injuries off in a little compartment in my head. So when I'm not there, it's yeah. not really a concern or a worry kind of thing. Um, so I think minimising that in some ways has, has been good. But I can imagine if you've got that person there with you and they can see the difference in them as well, you know. I mean, I haven't seen your mum for ages, so I don't know kind of how it's impacted her. But, you know, if they're, if they're not as mobile or they're not as kind of, you know, yeah. able and stuff like that, it can, it can have an impact. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's really made me reflect on how then, you know, we always come back to this and I think we touch on it all the time in various conversations about it's if we're doing okay, then our kids are doing okay. Mm. And if, if we're doing okay, then we can manage when our kids aren't doing so well. And so often it comes back to us and that's not to blame parents. And that's that really, it's this really fine balance about if you can help parents get parents on an even keel, get ourselves, get myself on an even keel. There's been a few times where I've been like, I'm not particularly you know, I'm trying to negotiate all this stuff in my own head and make sense of my own mortality and my, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And like you're saying, it opens up wounds about your, you know, like, like my dad passed away when I was 27. Um, and obviously yeah. I haven't had the, ex- I haven't had the complexity of, you know, you losing a brother and stuff, but, um, you know, there's not a day in my life where I don't miss my dad, which is really peculiar. Um, oh. cause I'm 52 years old, you know, and no, but when, yeah. thing, when things happen, the first thing I think of is my dad and, yeah. um, and then in the midst of all that, then you've got a child who's like being a bit stroppy or a bit obnoxious or a bit or a bit non-compliant or just a bit childish, you know, doing normal yeah. kid stuff. And then I become snappy. Yeah. And then that's like I have, oh, I've just pawned, pet- pawned petrol onto that spot. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm like, there's, ah. And there's something in what you just said there about, you know, 
missing missing a parent as well because our kids mm. are all you know whether they think it or not they're probably missing what yeah. why they didn't know or what they they know or you know however that works in terms of their experience it's it's, it's going to be there for them as well isn't it but i tell you yeah. who it was i'm going to name drop somebody here elaine amy it always struck me elaine amy she'll love she'll love this little shower that's not the shower i'm talking about by the way That'll okay okay there. okay but elaine amy i always remember sitting chatting to her and she was the one that kind of introduced me into this kind of flexibility around birthdays, Christmases, Easter, you know, Easter, events, events yeah. throughout the year that actually overstimulate and um, kind of give our children the opportunity, f- not for failure, but, you know, to be disappointed or for it not to be as expected and all that sort of stuff. And it was always that chat with her and I thought, wow, okay. So I'm not alone in that. In the same way, you know, we, when we started talking about child and parent violence and all that sort of stuff. And I was going, oh, I'm not alone in that either. And that's when I decided to kind of make that change for us as well. So yes, you know, I I rename myself every year on Twitter, Stroke X, as Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, I'm not, it's not even true. But I, but I know I'm not an Ebenezer Scrooge. That's the thing. I would love to celebrate Christmas all year if I could. <laughs> but I can't. Um, and it's not that, it's not, I'm not blaming anybody for that. It's just, it's easier if we don't, kind of you know do that too early and all that sort of stuff play it down yeah but i think as i've gotten older it has got a little bit easier but i think it's again because we've just modified the 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 run-up to it the day and then the afters as well um but i think as well when they get to adulthood that's when it starts to get a bit it changes a little bit because now the focus is on what we're doing for new year's eve and i was asked about three times last week by brandon who's 24 (laughs) and i'm like Brandon, me and Dad are like, you know. <laughs> You're 24. Go and do 24-year-old things. We're like, we're going to be watching Big Ben on the telly. <laughs> Maybe Jules Holland. We'll have, we'll have a glass of champagne. We'll be in bed by half past midnight. And I think, well, I mean, there, was, wasn't, there wasn't at all like, because Tris was in bed by quarter past 12, because he's not been feeling well. But, um, and I did say to him, I said, do you not want to fly my pretty yeah. fly you know and he's like oh no i don't know oh, um and i said but you have to remember because then of course that kind of disappointment of us not doing anything you know but also that need to be close it's, st- it's still there weird isn't it that's yeah. because like you say you're 24 what were you doing what was i doing i was i was yeah, like, by 10 o'clock puking up under a pub table and getting thrown up I would, I would imagine. I can't remember. <laughs> I, was, I was drinking some rather strong ginger beer um, at some sort of community event. Yeah, um, probably. I, I can remember, like, I can remember busting out of my parents' house like at five o'clock on Christmas Eve and going, "Please let me go out. Please let me go, go and see my go and see my girlfriend or something." Um, yeah. But that is interesting in the sense of, and I think that's where sometimes when we're parenting children, we've got these sort of complicated stories. Mm. And they're young adults, and sometimes, yeah, like you say, they, they want to be with you, and they want you yeah. are the you're the anchor, you're the grounding, and but then they don't want to be. So that there's and there's this really complicated push me pull me, isn't there? And um, I, I was in bed by half past ten. I just couldn't take it yeah. anymore. Well, to be fair, I thought Tris was going to be in bed by ten, but he managed to stay up. Bless push through, push through. Bless um, I stayed up till four o'clock, but you know that's another story. Oh, you were. Doing the I was all, down, down you know the estate. I'd never, I'd never watched the Elton John concert. You know that final concert at Glastonbury, and that oh, was yeah. on very late. And I sat and I watched it, and I was, in, I, I loved it. I, I don't normally watch concerts. Wind. Yeah, I don't normally watch concerts. I'm not a concert lover, but I did enjoy that. So yeah, four a.m. 
Yeah. So there you go. See, I've still got my duties. I've still got to get up. I've got a granddaughter who kind of gets up and we sort of do, we support with the childcare and stuff. So we, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I will be up, whatever happens, I will be awake. So it's, it's yeah. been a bit tricky. But I, I do think as well, in terms of celebrations, there's also, like you say, and you touched on it about the idea that it's a time when we do reflect on our families, isn't it? We reflect on the people who've gone and the Christmases before. And I think that sometimes we got to give our kids the, the, cut them the slack to do that about their families absolutely their, yeah. their mums and dads and aunties and uncles and people and yeah and that's difficult as well because it's you can't just tie a bow on it you can't just go oh well, they're there it doesn't matter because it does you know yeah. we all get melancholy and we all get a bit maudlin and we think of the people who used to sit on the table and absolutely yeah yeah and it's yeah. you know it's not the same loss but it's you know it's, it's still lost nonetheless and yeah and, so and we know that we, you know we, we accept that in adults but again we we sometimes we just don't afford children that capacity to be sad and exactly oh it's, especially it's when, it's, when, it's, when when for kids it's a, it's an exciting time of year you know there's lights there's presents there's you know school holidays there's this there's you know, people that they maybe haven't seen in all year who they like or love coming back into their lives and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's like, I, I remember my childhood as being very much like that. But for our children, there's kind of another layer there of something that must be missing. You know, yeah. yes, they, they, yes, they're excited about the presence, but they're also worried about, you know, the potential of not getting what they would have expected and stuff. And of course, as parents and, you know, however you became a parent through adoption or fostering or an SGO, there's a certain element element of us or there's a certain part of us that wants to be excited as well but that kind of is pushed down uh, yeah well I think that's really interesting isn't it? because if you if you sort of sat down with someone who was on day one of prospective adopter course and said what are the things you're looking forward to? It's a fair chance they're going to say, oh, well, I'm looking forward to Christmases that are magical times and yeah. yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and, and why wouldn't people say that? Well, exactly. But then, so then you've got this other complicated thing of adults having this sort of loss, like, of yeah. like, oh, well, we were going to, you know, we were going to drink eggnog and sing around, stand around the piano mm-hmm. and sing songs and instead my children are in the rooms miserable or they, yeah. not miserable, but maybe miserable. Um, or just that we have to create this really, really low-key small Christmas mm-hmm. that is just not what we were expecting. And, that, and my mother's miffed because I can't take them round. And, <laughs> and, uncle, and also, great-uncle Bob wants to give them sherbet for breakfast. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I remember our first Christmas because we were, oh, we were like... Fizzing. A bottle of, bottle of pop ready to just, you know, I'm just talking about me and Tris, I'm not talking about boys. And of course the boys were excited. We did the wrong thing of introducing somebody else at Christmas. So my mum came for Christmas. <laughs> that was a big mistake. And this is your new gran. <laughs> exactly. Well, they'd already met. But um, what it did was it created this kind of dynamic that we didn't expect. Um, and there was another thing as well. And it was us that confused it because because we'd never had children in the house. I wanted a Christmas to be my childhood Christmas. And Tris wanted his, the Christmas to be his childhood Christmas. <laughs> so Christmas Eve was filled with this angst between us because he was saying, no, this is the way we do it. And I'm going, no, this is the way we do it. So oh. you add that into it as well, because it's not something that we'd ever thought to discuss, but equally, until you do it, you don't know, do you? Uh, it must have been just a whirlpool of oh. tension. That's I so I think funny. That, that was the, the first of many catastrophes Christmas-wise. The but, thing is, yeah. you can look back now and it's so obvious. <laughs> 
Mm. But at the time, exactly, yeah, it's real. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the one know. thing I don't get, and I, I, I'm not going to name and shame, although I could name, but I'm not going to, is people who take their Christmas decorations down before the 12th night. I mean, they're up. They're not doing any harm. They're, they're, everybody's used to them. Just leave it. I mean, you know me, I'm not religious in any way, but I, I kind of just leave them up until the, was it 6th of January, apparently? That's 12th night, isn't it? You're supposed to take everything down I have then. no idea. No, you have people that do that for you. Um, but I really wish I did. <laughs> but I've seen so many people with social media posts, 1st January, right, that's it. It's all cleared away for another year. And I'm like, I'd be depressed if I did that without the... Did you? Without the lights in the corner still. You oh, know? yes. Yeah. yeah. You know? We, we get mission creep. It used to be the 1st January, but now it's creeping until... <laughs> October <laughs> might have been the thirtieth that came down. This week. <laughs> we have a phased return because Mrs. Coates has a deep passion for for trees, which is quite bizarre. Yeah, I mean the first the first Christmas we we had the first Christmas. I remember. Um, so as you know, we were on the telly, and so that was all. That and the telly program does that coincide? Yeah. So the first. Maybe it was the second Christmas, but the second Christmas we'd been on the telly and the series had gone out. And so people literally in the street were stopping us going, oh, you yeah. got I mean, these are the children and stuff. And so everybody we knew sent us um, sent us selection boxes. And right. I mean, everybody we knew. So we had enough selection boxes so that the Easter, the week before, seven days before Easter, I said, right, we have now got, I think I counted 24 selection boxes left. Jeez. And I said, I could, we declared a moratorium on on eating chocolate. And I said, you can eat as much chocolate as you can. It's all got to be gone because this is all going to happen again at Easter. <laughs> Even like the plumber's wife would send selection boxes. It was just like random people were saying, oh, those those." I mean, it, look back now. Is it, what was it? 2000. I was going to say, you should have just said to mom, just send a tenner each. That's all. <laughs> yeah. We take all major credit cards, yeah, exactly. uh, contactless, uh, bearer bonds. We'll take the whole damn lot. Uh, that feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Hey ho! But what? 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 What are you look? Well, we did do the before Christmas. And we did. You know, what am I looking forward to next year? But um, mm. I, I'm not sure what this coming year holds. We've got an election coming up. What do you think? What do you think about all that, then, Scott? Well, I mean, your election doesn't really affect me because I don't really touch on that. But we've got an election here as well, so it's it's an interesting oh. one because that. I don't know if that happens very often. Um, and this year, well, we they're saying it's a year of elections, aren't they? They're saying um, yeah. we just had um, we had the Congo, we've got Europe, we've got um, America. But I think UK. I think that um, the well, I think in, in most countries actually, it just seems that there's a real need for some change. But with change comes uncertainty because you're you don't so know wise, what's God. coming. You don't you're know so what's coming. No, I mean. I think that the UK definitely needs to change. I mean, my days now, you're selling stuff on eBay and they're going to charge you tax on it for crying out loud. Come on, seriously. You've already paid your tax on it. Get you like, with your contemporary just, news. Oh, I tell you. Yeah, you can tell I've been stuck in front of the telly for the last week and a bit. Kind you have, of. Are um, you on the, that 24-hour news cycle? No. Uh, you're not all right, Chris. But, um, yeah, I, and I think as well, um, like Tris actually said to me the other day, he was asking me a question, who's the, children's minister in the uk and i went oh um not sure let me just check that for you is it david johnson i can't i i, I even now i don't even know if i checked i just went it'll be somebody or other because i've given the job to somebody but um my point in saying that is because i just think 
well, we've talked about it before. We've talked about the, you know, the the change, well, it just needs to happen now. And I'm not just talking about in the UK, I'm talking about in other places as well. You know, Ireland has had a, the same government for quite a few years as well. Um, and it's begun to get a bit stale and, you know, stagnant with some of the kind of policies and decisions that they're making and progress. And I mean, I don't think COVID has helped in the middle of all that, to be perfectly frank. I think that, you know, whether we like to believe it or not, I think COVID has had an impact on the way things have been governed because, you know, things have been delayed, things have been, yeah, but chucked out. Things couldn't be afforded. Blah blah. But it's been for four years since COVID, like at its worst. Well, since it started, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I just feel like where's where's the voices in all of this? Like where? Because you would have thought this this year there will be an election. That's like a yeah. in the UK. Anyway. Well, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. So who is? Where are the voices that are talking about this? You would have thought, right? This is a an issue that affects so many people. It's a, it's the most vulnerable in our society: adoption, fostering, kinship. Where are the people raising a flag saying this is what we're this is what we think the future should be? The the Tories are not particularly present. Labour are not present. On that's my frustration. Well, should we get that, Helen Hunt? Yeah. What not Helen Hunt? Helen Hunt. Helen, she's an actress. Well, we could get her on. Get, get, on. get Helen Hunt on. See what she says. <laughs> Sorry, wrong Helen. <laughs> yeah, Helen Hayes. I think Helen yeah. Hayes. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we should try and um, get her on again? And I think see we should she... actually, especially because we know that this year is going to be a, 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 a an election year. Because I would, I mean, think back a few years now. Think back. Think way back when it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. When it was Gordon Brown was prime minister and was coming up to election. David Cameron was the leader of the Tories and it was all wow okay and they won by whatever majority they won and stuff like that Why was no, it? They well, no they didn't no did they didn't it was a coalition wasn't it with the Lib Dems now that government actually I think looking back now was probably the most perfect government that you could ask for in terms of the needs of the children that we're discussing yeah because it wasn't necessarily a Tory policy but the Lib Dems made it a Tory policy because that was their, you know, deal to go in with them on yeah. some things, I guess. Not just when it comes to children and stuff like that. There was other things as well. But that was kind of the perfect government, I think. But if you think back another few years, back to nineteen ninety seven when Labour came in with Tony Blair at Ataya. Scientist oh, bugs are alive, Scott. But if you think you about take that take more that... time off. Go on more cruises. <laughs> If you think about that, that was coming out of a Tory government, John Major, to Tony Blair, I think. Yeah, that's that's a long time ago. I was only like twelve. No, I wasn't. I was twenty-one then. Um, but my point is that this is this is it's a cycle, isn't it? It's a cycle. Every few years yeah. we go through this, and then the government becomes hated because of the decisions they're making, because they're not, you know, they're not doing it in terms of people. They're, they're making wrong decisions. You know, you've only got to look at that idiot who mentioned something about his wife this week i mean oh cleverly that, that yeah but that's when people get they're starting to get too comfy and they're starting to forget that they're actually you know they might be able to think these things and have a joke about it with their mates and you know behind closed doors but yeah but they're starting to get too comfortable in terms of just talking crap out in public and that's having an impact as well so yeah there's I, I, yeah i think for me it's time for change and i think that we need somebody but I, I have to say, I wouldn't like. I don't think anybody what? floats my boat in terms of who should be. Yeah, prime uh, 
but if we take it solely on that that one issue, although those those issues of children's social care, you know, will you know, and looking at what the Tories have done, in t- you know, the best of that has been the adoption support fund, the regional regionalisation, the um, the kind of the emphasis on that, the the spotlight yeah. on that. You know, Labour may not have anything near that. Yeah. We may yeah. not get. You know, everyone's going, oh, Labour, Labour. They mm. may just go. Actually, we're going to solely focus on kinship, which kinship needs. Yeah, absolutely. But are we going to become the? Are, is but this I, going to just wither on the vine? I don't know. So maybe, maybe you and I. Yeah, maybe we should. But you and I also know that some of these things are actually born out of civil servants. They're not born out of ministers. You know, so the adoption yeah. support funds. We both know who thought up and you know helped to launch the, the adoption support fund regionalization don't know probably a similar kind of thing this isn't necessarily the the, the elected yeah. minister there's got to be willing ministers hasn't it well, well they have to be yeah they have to be passionate about it you know, soil. i've been looking i've been watching that um that post office thing the last couple of nights um and mps got involved in that you know the sub postmaster scandal yeah. with the post office and I, I was really interested watching that last night because the mp for one of the sub postmasters got involved and that's when it all started to kick off. So yes, there is that, but it has to be brought up by, you know, maybe, I don't know, let's say 20 people for it to become a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so this would have been in kind of their mind's eye before any minister came along. Um, and they would have been thinking about how can we support, you know, well, what is now adopted parents and SGO kind of families, not just, Adoptions. I'm I'm waffling now. I'm going to shut up. No, I do think it's it's legitimate. I think that we, you would hope that there would be a positive choice. There would be. It wouldn't be just a, a choice in terms of, oh, we don't want the Tories. It'd be like a well, well, these people are presenting a, a viable alternative, yeah. or they're offering you know something that feels worthwhile. So yeah. I think we should. I shall send an email. I shall do that this evening, maybe. <laughs> I shall send an email to Helen here. Oh, you're, you're going to throw your hat in the ring to become Prime Minister again. No, I'm not. I've told you. Do you know, I told you I've been having this recurring dream where I become an MP. <laughs> oh Have I told God. you this? No, you haven't. Oh, it's it's awful. It's absolutely <laughs> awful. And the thing is, I wake up every... And like anyone would want me to be an MP, and like I would be any good at being an MP, but I wake up in the morning and I kind of go... Well, any notion that I want to be an MP is totally dispelled oh by God. the the dream where it's just this. I'm less of. I can't actually think what I'm doing. I'm sort of, mm. People's dreams are dull, but it's a bad yeah. dream. Wow. Okay. I'm not going to be an MP. No, please don't. Um, and you know, it's, <laughs> it's not it's not too dissimilar to what's going over here, going on over here. Um, you know, we're having an election this year. There's a a lot of talk about a union, um, a unified Ireland. Um, you know, we've got, I mean, I understand the politics here a bit more than I did when I lived here mm-hmm. years ago, probably because I'm more interested in politics now because of, you know, having had a family through adoption and, you know, going to the DFE and all that sort of stuff. So I'm probably a bit more interested in than and trying to figure out what's going on. But there is this kind of discussion about a unified island, but there's also other things, you know, like the, um, and I'll give you an example. Um, the healthcare system over here, it's not quite the same as the public health system over in the UK, but there's a certain hospital and it's our local hospital. Well, not local, but it's like our local A&E hospital. Um, you know, there's, there's um, over, over the last kind of six months, there's been over 100 people every day on trolleys waiting to be seen. 
from ambulances, from you know people who are referring themselves and stuff like that because of no beds. Um, and this is a really big thing, but at the same time, they've not got the staff to be able to do that because the, the government hasn't invested in the healthcare system enough here for them to be able to afford the nurses and the doctors because the majority of nurses and doctors in Ireland, same as the UK, come from Middle East and you know Around places like world, that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the Irish nature, or not necessarily the Irish nature, but a lot of Irish people actually emigrate. They don't stay in Ireland because of the opportunities elsewhere. Um, so you've not got as many kind of opportunities for, you know, I don't know, you know, for 20 kids in, a, in, in one year to become nurses, let's say. I don't know if that's a, you know, that's just a kind of figure out there. But that's a massive thing here. Um, as is the healthcare system, they keep on introducing these new things. But, you know, if you don't have a, a public health card, um, or sorry, a public medical card, which entitles you to free access, access you know, to free healthcare, um, then your prescriptions are going to cost you like 27, 28 euros for a couple That's of pills. That's um, money. Yeah, it is. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of kind of, there's a lot of basic stuff that you know people think you know and especially because if you think about ireland ireland is two countries um in terms of you know yeah, yeah. Uh, governments um and you know if you go to the north you can get free healthcare because the nhs um but as soon as you come over that border you have to pay for it unless you've got a public medical card so there's lots of kind of things about equality across the island and all that sort of stuff so i think in terms of the politics that are going on here it's it's, it's quite different however there is this kind of massive need for change especially you know november time when we had the riots in dublin and you know all that sort of stuff it's quite it's quite a it does feel like a complicated idea. time mm. and yeah i think it's unprecedented the number of countries that are going to the the polls but again it feels like with these bigger issues looming that often children and families seem to be at the bottom of the agenda, unfortunately. Mm. Shall, shall I tell you who we've got planned for this year's podcast, Scott? Go on then, because I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't know, would you? What publishers have been in touch this month, Al? Oh, well, I got, I had an... Well, I, I saw one <laughs> today and I just ignored it. I've started not reading them. <laughs> Have you? I, I do read them. I think they're interesting. I think it's interesting that, so dear reader, dear listener, we often get, um, often. sometimes it's authors. Often. Well, yeah, authors or publicists for authors. And that kind of slightly irks me that people are paying people to come on and talk to us about. Yeah, especially like, when we don't get anything for having them on. That's We, so, we get books usually. Wow. Oh sure, wow. books are books are wonderful. You, that you're a, you're a luddite. You're a, you're a, it's like it's like a po po hosting a podcast with a thug. Um, so we've got quite a few people coming on. Um, we've got like adoptive some. We've got some. Um, we've got foster care. We've got Australian. We've got someone from Australia. We've got an Austrian oh. in Australia. Um, we've got an American in America. Um, we've got. That is a fantastic interview with a, a young woman called Courtney Grace. Wonderful and uh, really interesting in terms of uh, adoption breakdown. She was someone who experienced breakdown, but kind of has reunited with a fam uh, adoptive parents. Really complicated. Um, 
uh, again, a good one with a transracial adoptee in the UK. Um, we've got some uh, got some foster care. It's got lots of things in the can. But we've also we've got Betsy the Therry coming on. We've got Nancy Mail. We've got uh, Michelle from the kin- the kinship carer. We've got yeah, all kinds of really interesting people. We've got a couple of American women who are adult adoptees who are they've got their own podcast. Um, so they are coming on. We're going to talk to them. So it's an interesting year, and it feels very different. I don't know. It feels a bit broader in tone but again if anyone's mm. interested and wants to come on the podcast please do come on i think we really enjoy some of those kind of those local stories but also if you've got unusual stories and i think sometimes people take great sucker from normality yeah i was gonna so say if you, and i think you're right that is quite broad is broader than i i mean we used to kind of focus in quite a lot on adoption um, yeah. i think we still do to a certain extent because that is you know that is I was going to say bread and butter there, but I'm just imagining getting trolled. I don't mean it in terms you of financial. You don't get trolled for anything. No, I don't anymore, thankfully. <laughs> and I've said that, so. <laughs> yeah, they'll be coming out of the work. <laughs> so if you want to troll box. Scott, I can give you his, um, I can dox you as well if you want, Scott. I can give you people could troll you. Their troll. I know I'm <laughs> oh, down with the kids. With kid. <laughs> I'm so street, aren't I? I've been doxxed this year, so that's quite exciting. But yeah, it, seems, it does seem to have kind of broadened out. And I think that, I think part of that is, um, and do you know what? I think we can be quite modest and say this. I think that because we do have quite a big listenership, that we we don't have to build the kind of the platform that we were used to. So now we can, you know, we we can have a lot more conversations take, with people. Um, take nothing for granted, Scott. Nothing for granted. Well, no, I don't. I absolutely don't. You know that. But you know, if it yeah. all ended tomorrow, then we've had a good time. Um, you know, but. At the end of the day, you know, we do this because we enjoy doing it, not not for any other reason. So. Oh, we have a laugh, don't we? We have oh, a we laugh. Do. We, do. we do have a laugh. It's a very, it's a very, it's a very meditative. Um, and so, I think next week we're recording it in our annual yes. New Year's uh, podcast <laughs> with our spouses. I, I feel bullied into that because I was uh, asked the same day you were asked by the same, no, not by the same person, <laughs> but by my other half said to me on the way into town in the car are we doing our annual thing with Paula and Al this year for the podcast? And I was like, well, we haven't really talked about it, so probably not. <laughs> and then an hour later, you messaged me going, Paula's been on to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel that they might be talking when we're not there. I think they might be. But also, don't you think, like, is, is this because their episodes are quite well listened to? So like, well, we, we, do, well have, to. we do have an audience, you know, so we have to, you know, have to give them what give they the, need. Give the people what they want. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I am slightly nervous because uh, Mrs. Coates is on the warpath. Um, she oh. has, oh yeah, she's like raging. So um, I'm slightly, it's been, she's turned, it's t- oh. all turned. Oh, she's not like her. She's very normally very meek and mild, but she has turned. Well, I felt that from listening to the Alternative King's speech as well. I thought that, um, you know, our choice of Alternative King this year, you know. Not controversial because actually it was very well worded what he said, but yeah, and that's a discussion that I've heard come up again and again and again. But how many people are listening to it is the thing, I guess. Did you listen to well, it? Al? I, I confess to have listened to it. Yes, I did as well. I fast forwarded the main podcast and then that's just <laughs> wise man, wise man, didn't we? <laughs> Well, so it's, before, before, before oh we go, yes, you've got to give us a shooting. Well, well, I did because I was, um, you know, you know me. I, I have quite a circle of friends on the old Facebook, and um, <clears throat> Angela Fraser Wicks. Now oh. she was very kind. She was very kind to mention us actually a couple of weeks ago. Well, oh. over Christmas on Twitter, didn't she? 
or X or whatever it's called, thanking us for um, you know providing the platform for birth birth bumps. Yeah, they were very kind words, and I really appreciate that. Anyway, she's she's one of my Facebook friends, and I like I said, I think I said this. Are you Facebook friends with Angela Fraser Wicks? I am. Yes. My goodness, you. I don't think I. Do you know I have a rule about Facebook friends? Do you? Well, you'll add anybody because that's what it looks like to me. No, it's not. I I don't like to be above a certain number. So I regular if if so. What happens is one in, one out. <laughs> and I, oh my god! I used so to be I like did, that, but now I'm like. It, no. it did cause a little bit of awkwardness with um, a former guest off the podcast. It's a bit awkward. Oh, tell me um, who afterwards. Anyway, um, I would so never she, kiss and tell. You would after we've stopped recording. You will. So. Um, Yes, so that that but today she was on um she she um texted into Radio Two Sarah Cox's um show and um she got quite excited because she got a mention because she had this glorious garland that she did on her stairs and banister over Christmas and it took her six uh-huh. hours to put up. She sent a photograph in at Sarah Cox and Sarah Cox did a long old mention of her, so she was really excited. So we were talking about that. But I she said there is nothing better than a radio shower. And I said, Well, what about a podcast shower? Would that be the same? And she went, Any shower it would do. So I'm just mentioning Angela now because she was also she went she went to the palace last month and got her that's true was her MBE or OB MBE she got her MBE MBE um, from the king himself which I thought was rather amazing yeah but I did want to just quickly mention that there was some New Year's honours did you see them I didn't pay that much attention is there anyone we should pay attention to well there's one person i know and i, I don't know if she listens but um she's kinship carer she's also an adoptive parent um and she i i knew her when we used yes. to adopt a voice janet Kay, and i thought it was very well deserved although i was disappointed not to see that you know she wasn't mentioned about for some of the other stuff that she's done previously was she, she was the care of you she was yes yes ah. and i think that's maybe why she got it um who else did i notice um i i, I can't remember anybody specific that came out there was um josh McAllister, but we'll just gloss past that one because we'll gloss past that one yeah you know somebody who's now going to be um putting himself forward as a you know candidate in the next elections and getting an OBE at the same time anyway um whatever um that's that's, that's my mbe gone isn't it? <laughs> i don't think it was even on the table mate <laughs> it you're lucky I didn't swear there as well. It's um, fine. I can put an explicit racing on. You can. Share your real feelings. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, but yeah, but in comparison to previous years, I don't think there was that many that I kind of recognised. Um, and it just seemed a bit flat this year for in terms of people who've done stuff for um, children and families in our kind of arena, if that makes sense. So Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it's Yeah, I, I, it's tricky, isn't it? Because it's a, it's a, it's a very complicated system that some people it put is. a lot of weight in and some people oh. see as a mark of disgrace. So, disgrace. <laughs> <And> lots, <laughs> well, they do, you know, I, 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 I saw well, those following threads. It, so, you know. I get trolled for many things, Scott, and that is <laughs> one of them. Um, uh, I had a shocking year last year getting trolled, but um, I, yeah. the, the, of all of it, the hardest thing is to make sure that Mrs. C doesn't find out I'm being trolled because it upsets yeah. her. Bless her. Um, yeah. I, I could just imagine her going on to the specific site as well and having a right hold. 
<laughs> I write a little ding dong. Yeah, she would she'd bless her. Yeah. So yeah, keep that keep that quiet from a blessing. Anyway, I on that note, on that bombshell, I uh, think we should shoot off and do something uh, else instead. I'm in that London, so I've got um I'm back to work. You're back you're get, need to get your packing done, your speedos. <laughs> you you laugh, right? I've just finished ironing last night all the holiday stuff from the last holiday. <laughs> How much stuff did you take? We were away for two weeks, remember? And we, you know, we had two suitcases what? each. So, listen, it could be worse. We could be on the 274 nights cruise around the world that left, I think it's two weeks ago now. I think it left Miami. Um, and when I found out the cost of that, I was like, oh my days. Because I was like, Tris, we've got to How do much this. Is it? it was like 60 grand each. Per person, that's a lot of money, but that's, that's a lot, lot of world. But it's nearly a year, and it's t- uh, I think it's seven con- seven continents, I think. Um, and any cruisers will know that you know you you kind of when you cruise, you get your bed and board, let's say, or your bed and food. Um, but on with on this as well, you also get lots of additional things like your laundry. Because how else are you going to get your laundry done? 274 days, that's a lot of pants and socks to take on board. Well, I'm sure I saw a news article about a man who was, um, he'd come to, he looked at the cost of going into a retirement home versus going on a cruise and it was cheaper to go on a cruise. So yeah. he just went on a cruise yeah. for the rest of his life. He just said, oh, yeah. I'm just, I don't get to see the world. It's The weather's better. Um, yeah, you get, well, you you get your drinks included. You get an internet included. Um, I know a couple of people who are on it at the minute, actually, who were on our last cruise, um, they are, but they're not doing the 274 days. But yeah, um, so that's, that's I'm going to be saving up. Going to be saving up all my little pennies. So, this episode um, feels like an episode of Wish You Were Here. Yeah, well, just call me Judith Charming. Oh, that's you all over. Well, I am going to bid you a fond farewell. So Absolutely. On, I hope you ever. I will speak to you soon. I will speak to you next week when we get our better halves. Maybe we yeah. should pr- have a pre-chat chat about the chat. What? Stop them uh, chatting about what it is they want to chat. Yeah, about. no. We'll, we'll maybe have a maybe get them to send through uh, official questions <laughs> and like uh, fi- like topics that are on or off the list of things we can yeah, talk about. I think. And so, then yeah. maybe I also feel like I'm giving to... the husband a bit of a platform because that's three podcasts he's been on in the last three weeks. So uh, I need to yeah, kind of slippery slope, it slippery yeah, slope. Rain it in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's building his role, bless him. Cool. Okay, well, look after yourself. And as always, uh, stay well. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs>